This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley, and I'll be sharing how to start, grow, and scale your education business. It's good to be back. So I've taken the last five weeks off recording for the Education Business Podcast to spend some time with Ed and my two girls and also focus on marketing to individual teachers for Classroom Secrets. So it's important to me that I walk my talk and August is always about helping teachers to make the right start back in the classroom. You know, one way they can really have a different life from the previous year, one where the job is actually manageable. So I've done a lot of reflection over this time as well on so many things. My journal is full and my head is full and I'm starting the new academic year with a renewed idea of my purpose, which I might share with you in a future episode. But as the months roll on, I'm going to be trying new strategies to get the most out of my thinking and my moments of inspiration. And of course, I'll be trying to be my best self and an even more successful me than I was six months ago because I'm always striving for that. So one thing I'm trying out this year is agendaless days. It's like the opposite of time blocking and it's going to give me a lot more time to act on my inspiration, which I feel is really lacking for me at the moment. And most importantly, it's going to give me time to think. And I feel like that's an important lesson in itself. So my job now as CEO is 90% thinking. So if you're spending 100% of your time doing, then you're not doing the right things to grow and you need to make time for that. So obviously I'm going to share with you how I'm getting on when I feel like I've got significant news. That's my summer basically and my plans going forward into September in a nutshell. I thought it would be useful to share. I hope you've had a really reflective summer too. So going into the academic year, I'm really going to be focusing hard on growing my audience in the education business space. So any help that you can give me on that, I would really, really appreciate. So if you know someone who would really value what I share in the education business podcast episodes, I'd be just so grateful if you would just share the podcast with them so that they can learn and be inspired to grow their business in the education sector as well. So today, what we're talking about is tips on what have and have not worked when I've launched and I wanted to make sure that the episode was focused on tips and not a full-on launch strategy because you know that I'm all about integrity and I don't profess to be an expert in this area I'm just a great tester and a great learner and I'm always magpieing from others signing up to courses getting coaches and tweaking things to work in the education business space and I feel like that's something I've really had to learn, how to translate what I learn outside of the education space into the education space. And that's why I'm here recording this podcast for you, isn't it? Because of my skills in that area and the experiences that I've had. So I've got five areas that I want to talk about when it comes to what has and hasn't gone well for me when launching. And the first aspect is time. So I feel like the most important factor is time and how long you talk about whatever you're launching for, how long that period of time is. So people need reminding time and time again, and it needs to be on their radar. And for that, you need to have time. Time to become known for the thing that you want to be known for. So what I've learned is that you can't launch something well in a few weeks consistently. So you might get lucky once but you might hit on a special product that once and your audience might be ready for it that once, but you do need your audience to be ready. And I feel like it is playing with fire to not prep them first. 
So when we launched Classroom Secrets, I kept the website a secret because I was too afraid that people would copy my idea. But, you know, <laughs> hindsight is a wonderful thing. And looking back and thinking, we worked on that website for a year and it was it was flipping hard work and it's still hard work to have a big team. And, you know, I think most people maybe look into it, but then realize that they don't have the motivation or the drive to see it through. So you need not worry. So the same happened then for the course that I launched recently. I didn't talk about it in for long enough beforehand. Whereas the Education Business Podcast, I felt like that was a long time coming. So there was lots of communication going on to and fro between me and my audience for that. And it was a really successful launch. So we got to number one in careers and number two in business in the Apple Podcast chat within 24 hours, which was amazing and really unusual success, to be honest. Um, so that was really good. So the second thing that you need to do is build your audience. That's what I've learned. You need to build your audience. So in the weeks leading up to the launch, one of your main tasks is to build your audience. So you might still not have the biggest audience by the end of it, but that's not really the point. You have to try and have a bigger one than what you started with and make sure that the right people are becoming part of your audience. So I worked really hard at getting the right people in the Education Businesses Facebook group at the start because it was really important to me that I didn't just fill it with teachers because they were not the people I wanted to talk to in this new business, the Education Business Club. They were not the people that my podcast and my new business would really help. So I did share the podcast on the Classroom Secrets platforms the week of the launch, but only to boost the launch itself because I already had the audience. It wasn't essential. So actually for a year prior to launching the podcast, I'd been consistently growing my LinkedIn connections with people in the education business space. So a week before the launch, I messaged them um, asking them to pass the, the podcast on to anyone that they knew if they were interested. So a focus on building your audience is really key and it mustn't be forgotten. So the third thing is that it needs to be what your audience actually needs. So is it what your audience are actually looking for? And is that what you actually want to launch? So we've launched new products before at Classroom Secrets. And when I say products, what I mean really are resource lines. And we've expected them to do really well because somebody at the company is really passionate about them and they wanted them when they were in the classroom. But we hadn't really read the temperature of the teaching community correctly. And sometimes what you've created is what they're looking for, but maybe we've not found the right ways to communicate that to them in their words, in the words that they would use. So I would say another thing that I didn't seem to translate from my learnings into this uh, course that I recently launched over the summer was that I didn't check first that it was actually what my audience needed. I didn't really find out if my audience wanted to learn how to use the August period to sell to teachers. And I launched it because I was kind of doing it anyway um, through the reflections that I was working on and the training that I was creating for my in-house team. And I actually think I used different words to my audience as well. I use sell because I'm really blunt um, <laughs> and I'm now quite business focused, of course, whereas my audience might use the word help, which is obviously more ambiguous, but softer and maybe a reflection of where they are in their journey. So that was important where where my audience actually were at the time of launch. So the fourth point then is about visibility. So this is really strongly linked with my first point, which was time. So in order to have enough visibility, 
then you need to have enough time to become visible. It's important to be talking about it for months in advance. So you can't keep it all a secret and then launch over a two-week period and accept expect a raving excitement from your audience and mass mass rushes to buy your product or service even if you've got a well-established audience and you know that happened to me recently I don't necessarily have the largest audience at the moment but I launched this uh, a course in the school holidays and there wasn't much time to launch it because it was time sensitive with teachers returning because it was all about selling to teachers in August so in essence The idea came to me too late, but I just went ahead with it anyway. And it's hard because as entrepreneurs, we want to act on that inspiration. And I had some serious inspiration for this. And I've even talked, you know, in the beginning of the podcast about wanting to um, harness that even more this coming year. So it's very difficult for us to, to navigate this if you're somebody who really gets inspiration for things and has the urge to act on them and knows that it will be your best and quickest work I guess um when you're able to do this but all is not lost though because um obviously I I did sell (laughs) the course um but not to the level that I was hoping to but I've taken a lot of learning from the experience and I've also created an asset now that I'll be able to use in the future which is obviously really important and it's also allowed me to gain a lot more clarity on where I'm going with the education business club and what I need to be offering You know, another important point about visibility is that at the time I wasn't releasing any podcast episodes. So in August, I didn't release any episodes. Um, You know, I think a factor for that was not only that it was very difficult for me um, over that period because of my young children, but lots of people in the education business space, you know, taking a break as well. So I wasn't releasing any of these episodes. So I was basically relying on a Facebook group audience who were probably on holiday. So I wasn't visible enough at all. I wasn't building up the audience to be ready for this thing that I was launching. So how visible you are in the lead up is very important. Are you everywhere? Are you starting to feel like you're becoming annoying? Because that's how I felt when I launched the Education Business Podcast. So if the answer is no, I'm not annoying yet, then you probably need to work on being annoying and being a bit more visible. And the last point I want to make is about incentive. So people do something when they get something. So if you want a big launch, they have to feel like they are getting something. So with the Education Business Podcast, that was a MacBook and then access to two courses in return for listens and reviews um, that would push us up the charts and then increase our reach to people outside of my audience at the current time. But it all depends on your goals as to whether, you know, that element, the incentive element is appropriate to add to your strategy. It depends whether you're launching a free podcast or whether you're launching a subscription service. You got to work that one out. But just as a last point that I want to bring, it's not really a tip, but an observation that I'm going to be incorporating into future launches that I thought I would share. And this is what I'm calling audience price expectation training. So have you trained your audience in what to expect from you in terms of prices? This was a massive learning for me over the summer. And it's something I'm going to be working on now with my audience. So We've all got our own thoughts on whether something is too cheap or too expensive based on our perceived value of it. So the length of something might be important to one person, whereas the key information will be important to another. 
but what ballpark should your audience expect from a subscription with you? Or a download, or a video training, or an in-person event, etc. Because once they know, they can start getting used to the idea and become comfortable with the idea, even if at one point they were uncomfortable. Especially as they see more and more people taking action on that and having success. So, especially if most of what you've done up to a certain point has been free, this can be a factor that you really need to start thinking about how you're going to educate and work with your audience about training them of what your paid content is going to cost at different levels and giving them different options. So I hope this has given you some food for thought on launching. I'm excited to be back and I'm looking forward to serving you again over the coming months. So if this has been helpful, then if you haven't already, please sign up to my weekly email where I share more tips to help you grow your business and also the UK education news that I actually use Uh, in-house at Classroom Secrets with my team and in the Education Business Club so it's really helpful to you. Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk. 